Dear God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, of all of our hearts, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Well, we've already talked about today being uh, laity Sunday and talked about lay people. Um, but in our church, we actually have uh, two kinds of people. We have the clergy. We have Mark. He's an ordained minister. And then everybody else. Everybody else is, is a lay person. Um, the uh, laity is defined in the dictionary uh, as a body of religious worship as dis, uh, distinguished from the clergy. So if you're not an ordained um, pastor, minister, um, then you are uh, a member of the laity. So where did we get the idea of a lay person being a minister? Where did, where did that start? We have to go way back to Martin Luther's Protestant Reformation in the 1600s. And he wrote this, every Christian man is a priest and every Christian woman is a priestess. Whether they are young or old, master or servant, uh, mistress or maid, scholar or illiterate, all Christians are members of the ecclesiastical order and there's no difference between them except for the offices that they hold. Uh, that idea of every church member being a minister resulted in some of the greatest successful movements in the history of the Christian church. In addition to the Re Reformation in the 16th century, we have the Great Awakening in John Wesley's day. The genius of Wesleyan revival is found in the ways he involved coldly unconcerned people and turned them into warm-hearted disciples who changed the world. John Wesley developed several methods for preaching the unchurched masses in the 18th century. One of those, method, one of those methods was giving the ministry to the laity. John Wesley saw the laity as an important asset in expanding Christianity. Uh, as the early Methodist movement began to grow rapidly, John Wesley took his mother's advice and allowed laypersons, both men and women, to oversee classes uh, that would be small groups similar to our Sunday school classes and, and Bible studies, and even encouraged them to preach in the society meeting where there were uh, larger groups. Um, when he released the energies of the laity, the ministry multiplied even faster. So what responsibilities do we have as lay people? What are we supposed to do? Well, Jesus gives us some ideas. In the 13th chapter of the book of John, we find Jesus and the disciples in the upper room where they are preparing to eat the Passover meal. And that's what we now call the Last Supper. That was the last meal that Jesus had before his crucifixion the next day. And we read that Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. That was pretty, a pretty humbling thing for Jesus uh, that Jesus did. The custom at that time of washing feet was mostly left to the lowest, lowliest servants to perform the disliked duty of washing the dirty, filthy feet of strangers or travelers before they entered a house. In the 13th chapter of John, in verses 12 through 16, we read, After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, 
and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. But this lesson from the Bible, from Jesus, is not really about washing feet. It's about becoming like a person of lower status and a, about a leader becoming a servant. Twice in the book of Mark, Jesus promises the tr that true greatness in his kingdom is attained by those with a servant's heart. And in John 13, 17, Jesus promises that when we have that servant's heart, we will be greatly blessed. Since the 1970s, we've had a term called servant leadership. It means ministering to each other. People must share an attitude of giving as well as receiving. Uh, Beverly talked about um, being a lay servant in, in those classes, but that's just one of the ways that we can prepare ourselves for service in our church. Um, those lay servant classes, um, she explained, are usually uh, 10 hours, sometimes toward late winter. And uh, when you think about that uh, and, and the opportunities offered, be sure to sign up and, um, and go to one of those classes. It, it's very inspiring and will uh, teach you a lot about being a, a lay servant. It will be a blessing for you and it will, be, it will prepare you for many ways of serving in our church and community. But you don't have to go to classes to be an effective lay person. Just be willing to say yes when you're asked to participate in a, in a church activity or a program. Uh, I heard somebody say one time that we don't always get a burning bush or a, a, a voice in the night that's calling us. What you get is a telephone call from somebody on the nominations committee <laughs> asking you to help out. Um, but. Uh, there are lots of ways that we can help. You can say yes uh, to help teach a Sunday school class. Um, you can say yes when asked to serve on a committee or the administrative council. Uh, be willing to help make gingerbread houses for the children to decorate at Christmas time. And uh, Jim Sis can tell you how long it takes to make 100 gingerbread house frames. <laughs> Uh, be willing to help with the Christmas decorations and the Christmas tree. A lot of fun and fellowship uh, at those times, too. Help the naughty knitters make prayer shawls for a sick person. Help the angel gang make beautiful cards for our sick and, and shut-in friends. Uh, volunteer to help in the food pantry and in the thrift store. Join a group preparing food uh, for a fellowship dinner or a Sunday cafe. And be willing to help... Uh, take a meal to someone who um, has been sick and, and may need food at their house. Uh, volunteer to go on a mission building team. Uh, Adam Hamilton uh, is one of my favorite authors. He writes in his book, uh, John, the Gospel of Light and Life, that when I think about the problems that face our world, I believe so many of them would be resolved 
if people practice what Jesus taught, if they actually loved one another, if they saw greatness in uh, servanthood, if they showed compassion, told the truth, practiced forgiveness, uh, stopped judging, loved their enemies, and lived the golden rule. And Hamilton goes on to say, God's work was only begun in Jesus' resurrection. We still live in a world afflicted with violence, materialism, deception, and worse. There's work yet to be done. This is why on the night when the risen Christ finally appeared to his disciples, he breathed on them and said, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. What Jesus began, we are meant to complete. Christianity is not a spectator sport. A member of a baseball team who sits on the bench and a Christian who sits, uh, who only sits in a pew, they share uh, an eerie similarity. They both watch other people play. I believe that our responsibility as lay Christians is to play, not just to watch others play. Now we have a video that highlights some of the things our laity at Pleasant Garden United Methodist Church have been doing. Uh, watch this and listen to the beautiful music in the song Go Light Your World uh, by Chris Rice. 